ooh, ah, just a little bit. Ooh, ah, a little ooh, bit more. Ah, a little bit more. Ooh, ah, just a little bit more. Something else. Welcome to Seti Sopo. This is a podcast where we work out what is the opposite of something that doesn't have a natural opposite. I am Simon. Hello, Izzy. Goodbye, Simon. I have questions. What song did I just sing? Well, I say sing. What song? Gina G. It is Gina G. Just right. a little bit. I think it's 94 or 95. Was it a Eurovision song? I think 95. No idea. Okay. Don't know. And is it about penetration? Um, he asks I mean... the renowned children's author. <laughs> well... I think I don't I don't know I think it's just like because you can have a little bit of all sorts of things. Oh, that's like true. Yogurt. Oh, that's true. Is a pot of yogurt ever enough yogurt? But do you ever then want more yogurt? I mean, yes. If it's the yogurt with the feet, then there's never enough. The yog- every other yogurt is usually enough. <laughs> the yogurt with the feet. I know, I know this, but explain. There's yogurt with feet. <laughs> you mean the pot has feet? And it's like called Happy feet, feet or something. It's not oh. Happy Feet, they were monsters. Also, I've just they remembered that ice cream that's a foot. Have you? Now, that must be some weird kinky fetish thing now. People must have ate that ice cream and then got a toe fetish. Anybody else confused about what he's talking about? There was an ice was cream an ice... that was shaped like a yeah. foot, right? An actual was it Simon? pink foot. <laughs> yes, it was. It was called like Happy Feet or something. It wasn't. <laughs> Why would they make an ice cream like I can understand like I I eat ice lollies that are shaped like watermelons. Yes, nice. you do, which are apple flavored for some reason. Well, the the rind is apple flavored because you can't have watermelon rind flavored ice. That would be. It's called Ring. a funny feet, and I want you to look up funny feet now. I'm not going to look it up because you've obviously made this up. <laughs> no, it's it's basically Pink Panther's foot if it was a human foot, but also a cartoon foot. I'm not explaining. It very well. You're not. It's also a really weird pink color, and I I don't think. Oh, I may have had one. It's probably strawberry flavored, and it's impossible to eat without biting the toes off. I mean, well, like monster. There is a lot of foot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> thinking about thinking about the universe and why things shouldn't be. Exactly. I don't want to think about why there are a lot of foot-shaped foods. Yeah, yeah exactly. Odd. Right, let's move on. Now, we have done this, but I am going to do it again for a different reason. I want to know what the opposite of Deep Space Nine is. And before we worked out what the opposite of the show was, I want to know what is the opposite of the space station, also known as Terak Nor. I mean, is it Terak? Yeah. <laughs> No, is it? It's not. Oh. Sorry. Uh, the opposite of Deep Space Nine, we've worked out, is I'm Alan Partridge, Series 1. I don't know why. I think that makes sense. It probably does in our own twisted logic. But anyway, how would you describe what Deep Space Nine looks like? It kind of looks like a donut mm. planet with spikes. A donut planet with spikes. Yeah, that's not... Not really a planet, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I it's, it bothered me. It's been bothering me for years what it looks like and it reminds me of and I still can't put my finger on it. It's kind of like a Kirby grip, like one of those hair grips. Yeah, yeah. But also like something that you'd use to sort of clean out a drain, no, but also yeah, you're, you're... a bit like a, 
I don't know. You mean the, the the ones where if you let it shut totally, it sort of the teeth cross. That's the Kirby grip. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That is exactly what it is. You're absolutely right. Did you know in in the universe of Star Trek, it is one kilometer circumference? I didn't know that. Small. Not than circumference. I sorry, diameter. That makes more sense. Which means it's six point four kilometers in circumference, which is quite big. I mean, I I'd say that that's not big enough for me if I'm stuck on it. No, but it's a fair long walk around the outer edge yes yes and you also have to get to the outer edge so that's another half a kilometer depending on where you start your walk from i guess yeah so it could be a seven kilometer walk i mean yeah but that's not very far son it's, it's quite if far you're stuck for me. on there for years no yeah well that's true well you just have to walk it in different directions every time don't you it really is what it is is a 90s fantasy of being a mall rat that's what oh yeah that's probably about right actually it's very mall based isn't it yeah yeah and Everybody's like, oh, who wants? We'll go to the mall. And like, so a modern equivalent of Deep Space Nine would be like Amazon. <laughs> Amazon Space Nine. That would not be as good, would it? No, it would just be click. <laughs> you could visit Deep Space Nine in the Star Trek Online game, I believe. Oh. It's recently appeared in Lower Decks as well, which is the animated series of Star oh. Trek at the moment. So, what is the opposite of a space station that guards a mystic, heavenly temple wormhole to a different part of the galaxy and has Quark on it? Cribs Causeway. <laughs> but, but by your logic, that's the same thing. Cribs Causeway, by the way, is a mall near me. Yes. It's called, very cleverly, The Mall, by the way, which you might as well just say, yeah, the shops. <laughs> Daft. But by your logic, if Deep Space Nine is just a mall, then the opposite of a mall can't be a mall, can it? But it's not a mall, is it? It's it's a um, fictional space station yeah. that's guarding a wormhole, which some people think is a god type situation. And I'd say that's very different to Cribs Causeway. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I'm not going to say Cribs Cause, I'm just going to say generally a mall. No, I don't know about no, because it's a very specific. Because the thing about these space lines is very circular, and Cribs Cause Way is more sort of an H shape. Well, that's true. You've been Googling it, haven't you? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, me, the opposite of Deep Space Nine is Cribs Causeway, which will mean nothing to a lot of people. I think that's true of most of what we say. <laughs> that's true. We talked about feet-based snacks. But not, not like, weirdly... <laughs> It's quite weird. I mean, there's there's like sweets which are ma- mouths. You get kisses. In yeah, that makes a bit more sense. Gummy bears, it? and you get like teeth in gummy bears as well. You get don't fingers. You? Like, Have you ever had a, a finger food? It's finger fish fingers, but they're not fingers, are they? <laughs> Fish don't have fingers. <laughs> you never get. I tell you what, fingers was a bad example because there's chocolate fingers as well. Oh, there's chocolate but, fingers, but they don't make them look like fingers. What about knees? I've never eaten a knee. No. Or skips, skips and knees. Or asses, skips and knees. Are sk- skips are not knees. Skips look skips exactly are... like patellas. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. Now you're gonna not eat skips and think of knees. <laughs> like. They look like sort of flowery starfishy things. Well, well, let's not get into star starfishy analogies because there aren't many starfishy. Anyway, moving on. Vera wants there to know. Not many starfishy is where you moved on from. Well, I was going to do Jeez. chocolate starfish, but ugh. that's true. But you can get chocolate shaped like anuses as a joke. <laughs> 
foxes. They serve the, they serve them at little gift shops as joke presents. You can get. You can also get cocks like that as oh, well. Course. And boobs. Yeah, of course you can. But foxes biscuits have one that looks a bit like a, a, a an anus. Anyway, Vera wants to know what's the opposite of a rabbit. Is that the one in the foil? Um, an opposite of a rabbit. Mm-hmm. And it, oh, I mean the lapidopteral, whatever it's called, as opposed to the the buzzy. Device. Not the sexy lady. Not the sexy device, no. And not the sexy, the sexy lady. lady, no. And not Roger. Just a general rabbit. A cute little rabbit. I mean, are they cute? They're vicious as rabbits. Do you know they're on every continent except one? Do you know which continent they're not on? Well, I know they're in Japan. I mean, if I'm guessing, it'd have to be Australia. Nope. But nope. they are there because I know because I met people with pet rabbits. It there. is the one continent. Antarctica. It is Antarctica. That's correct. Yes. They aren't there. If they, they used to be, they were introduced to this country, rabbits, not hares, but rabbits were introduced to this country by the Romans. By the Romans? They brought them with them the as Romans. pets. Or food. Food, of course. Food. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the weird things about writing Billy Swift Takes Flight is them not eating chickens but eating rabbits. That's normal. And eating chicken is weird, but eating rabbit is fine. Was that because it was wartime, or simply because? No, no, there was that's just, just more... that's just how people used to eat. And it, and like chickens were for eggs, and then yeah. okay, you can eat them, but why would you? And because they weren't though, they, they they hadn't bred that American hen. So most of the hens we have now have got these massive big breasts, mm. and they've been bred to be you know basically eaten. Yeah. Whereas before, chickens were mainly bred to be layers. Oh. Okay, like a Photoshop. No, shut up, Simon. Um, it's got layers. It's got, well yeah, no, I know. So anyway, a, a, a group of rabbits is a colony, a nest, or a warren, and they have litters. They used to be called conies in some places, which derives from the Latin term cuniculus. Cuniculus. Not telemaculus. Not telemaculus. What's telemaculus? Telemaculus. Um, telemaculus is, um, I think it means scrotum. <laughs> no, 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 it's not right. That's not telemaculus something. No, no, it means a frog. Does it mean funny feet ice cream? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. So, have you ever had a rabbit? Or what to eat? Or to Uh, pet? Well, both, actually. I've had two rabbits in my life. Did you eat one Uh, of those rabbits? I didn't eat either of those rabbits, but I have eaten rabbit as well. I've had rabbit. So. I, I'm, I'm. It's, it's very boring rabbit. It's fine. I mean, it's a bit. It, it's like chicken, but you don't have a bit of it which is big enough. Yeah. It's... So, like a chicken, there's always a bit of a chicken. You can actually bite all the way, like, like a steak. You know, yeah. it's all meat. Whereas rabbit's a bit more fiddly. Yeah, it's a fiddly. It is a fiddly thing, and it's a bit gamey as well. I'm not a big. I fan. like that though. Yeah. Oh well. Decent games, all right, but yeah. Anyway, I had guinea fowl last night, Simon. Oh yeah, you had a posh dinner, didn't you, last night? What else did you have? Posh dinner. I don't know. It's all pink. (laughs) Um, It's because the lighting in the situation. See, the thing is with like posh food, I call it MasterChef food. Is it's quite small and it's full of butter, and so it mainly tastes like eating butter. It's fine, but I just I don't really understand. Well, it's all about the the visual, isn't it, rather than the taste. Well, yeah, Yeah. you need to explain that the whole room was lit very pink, so all the food looked pink exactly yeah so it was it was pink so it's like being inside a funny foot so I, I we started like i started with a pea soup velouté with a uh a, a bit of pasta randomly put in it mm. which was like you know which stuff pasta it's perfectly nice but it looks brown or gray because of the pink and so i could tell it was green so i was trying to work out what it tasted of it's, oh, it's quite okay. fun it's what's like a velouté it's like a soup why, what's that? How's it different to a soup? Slightly less wet. <laughs> How do you measure the wetness of a soup? 
by by the Frenchness of the word used to describe oh, okay. it. So. so the more French the word, the less wet or the more wet? N- no, 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 no. Well, in soup, yeah. more French means less wet. In mashed potatoes, <laughs> more... <laughs> More French means more wet. <laughs> there you go. See, so pom puree is wetter than mashed potatoes. Yeah, we, we see, we do serve a purpose. You now know how to categorise the wetness of both mashed potatoes Simon, and soup. I don't think our podcast has ever been this good. <laughs> so, is a pea soup velouté the opposite of a rabbit? Also, what? Hang on, no. Let's. Then you had guinea fowl. How was the guinea fowl done? It was well. I I wasn't sure. It was like a it was like a chunk. Mm. So it's like a little chicken chunk. Yeah. And it tasted pretty much a chicken skin. So that's not bad. Right. Not particularly gamey. And then I had sort of circles on the plate. <laughs> there's there's a circle which was just a mush, which I'm guessing was orange, but I don't know. So that was either a butternut squash or a carrot thing, but I couldn't tell. And then there's a circle which had like I don't. It was a circle. I think of potatoes like potatoes like dauphinoise but it had something inside it which was also mush no idea what that mush was and then they had another circle of potatoes and possibly onions in there too maybe celeriac who knows and in on in that there was some really quite good spinach it was really irony so you could really taste the iron because it was like the only thing that had a different flavor really that wasn't slightly sweet so that was really good and then they had a little sort of onion on top like a tiny like imagine a clove of garlic yeah but an onion okay yeah yeah it was weird but it was clove of garlic shaped almost and it was was the middle of an onion yeah 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 but a middle of an onion that was very well cooked like but not but like it'd been so they probably saved the middle of the onion from what the potato stack you were talking about they probably saved the hearts of the onion maybe and then did you have a sweet or a pudding yeah so that had the words mh awards mm-hmm. written in dust dust i don't know what you, you color just had a plate was. of dust there was a plate of dust. and on top of the plus there's a crumb which basically means a crushed up biscuit mm. right soil yeah who knows yeah right and then on one side of the crushed up biscuit, there was a sorbet, mm-hmm. okay, which is like raspberry, I think. Right. It was hard to tell because it was grey in pink light. Yeah. And then and then I think that had like a tweel in it, like, but it was like a, a sugar snack. Oh, no, it didn't. That had a tiny little block of candy floss. Yes, block. A block of, of candy, candy floss, floss, obviously. A block. So very small. And then on the other side of the um, of the desert of dust, there was a, a what I would call a Cadbury's pot of joy. Oh yeah, yeah. But set into a little sort of thing, and that had shards of sugar just jammed into it, which I wasn't sure if they were petals or sugar because it had gone slightly bendy. Tasted like a pot of joy, so that was good. Yeah. Very rich. The trouble with presenting food is when it's at the pass, it looks its best, but by the time it gets to the table, the foam has disappeared and all of the splintery yeah, but bits no have foam. wilted. There was no foam, yeah. but it is—it was all like I like my food hot, and it wasn't yeah. particularly hot. Not my pudding, obviously. Yeah. But the the sorbet was still thick. I couldn't have done it. There's like over 500 people. Oh there, yeah, so it's an like, amazing feat of exactly. I, I was very impressed. Also, and I couldn't do it because not all of them were, but a lot of the um the waiters were wearing gloves oh. and I thought that was particularly good for museum awards they were like because they looked like they were because now and some of them were and some of them weren't and that is very illustrative of like you know handling manuscripts and documents because like do you not wear the gloves and risk getting your your horrible body chemicals on the documents and that's eroding them or do you wear the gloves but then you don't have the tactile abilities to be able to turn pages without ripping them it's difficult it's just a tough one none of which is the opposite of a rabbit well no what is the opposite of a rabbit? Is it a donkey? Yeah. I don't know why it is a donkey, but it is, isn't it? It is. Yeah, okay. All right, Vera, the opposite of a rabbit is a donkey. 
Now, Richard wants to know what is the opposite of a Porsche. Ooh. I'm assuming a Porsche 911. That is the only Porsche. All the other Porsches are not Porsches. Carre- Carrera, Carrera. Yeah, there's Boxster a Carrera, S- Boxsters, but Boxster. but they're just variations that no one particularly really wants. Everyone wants a 911. If they get somewhere else, they regret. It's really not insensitive that they call it that. It is, yeah. They call it- yeah, really... we won't explain why it's insensitive because we got decorum, is he? But yeah, I guess yeah. they named it before. I wonder why it's called a nine eleven? Because they were planning a terror attack on the United States on. <laughs> for a very long time. Are Porsches? Uh, does that mean horse language? Oh, that's a good. You've got Google. That's a good question. Fill time. Okay. Do, 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 do. Hello, my name's Izzy Lawrence, and I am a author from Reading, and I. I live in Reading because of the pun. It means offerings. So you're driving in offerings. <laughs> I hate the word offering. It's one of those words. I feel very bad for the presenters of things like Escape to the Country and Homes Under the Hammer and all of those because they have to. They have to sort of talk about. They run out of verbs. Yeah. So they sort of like you know they sort of we you know we have this offering for our you know and they meet a house and then they go this house offers a bathroom and you're just like it offers it like it's like our please as if you can turn the bathroom. the bathroom down but take the rest of the exactly, house exactly <laughs> exactly it's just a very odd verbiage it is stupid it also sounds a bit kind of um sacrificial almost and yes like your gods or, or it could be a really twee way posh people talk about about their sperm as well for some reason in my head. Do you head. reckon? Yeah. Do you think do you think you associate Well, I associate Porsches with people rich people coming too much. Um Yeah. Yeah. I mean they literally it's how they come to different places, isn't it? Well, quite, and how they offer themselves to the world. Uh, have you ever been in a Porsche? Porsches. Oh yeah, I've um, I when I was uh, writing for Top Gear magazine, mm-hmm. I had to sit in the back of one with a little ticker tape to check its speed at Millbrook. Uh, did it did it reach the speed advertised? It was very very fast. <laughs> I bet it was. Well, it can't um, have been a nine eleven uh, if it had back seats. Is that right? No, it was. I think that was a. I think that was correct. Oh. Was it box dress? I can't remember. But it was. It was. It was one of the ones with the back seat. Because I was on the back seat with the machine going. Oh my goodness! This is very fast. It was quite scary. Is that the fastest you've ever been in a car? Probably might have been actually. Yeah. I don't think. I can't think of any time I've been. I've never been in a police car on a chase. Though in my head, I think I have. Have, but no, that's television. Yes, television. Um, it's television. It's television. So probably, yeah. I mean, we went over a hundred. Although I have been on the autobahn, and I think we were over one hundred and thirty on that. Oh God, I'd find that, that was... terrifying. I, 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 I'm terrified at sort of anything above eighty. Really, you're terrified about everything above five. I'm not. I, I'm, I'm fairly okay with seventy. Yeah. It's all anyway. It all depends on what what is around you when you're going fast. I think. Look around. Exactly. So we all know what Porsche is. It's basically a Volkswagen Beetle but faster and I like them I think they're pretty I think they're a good looking thing they're slightly froggy aren't they yeah they've got a character about them and I like I kind of like that they've stuck with the same rough shape all this time exactly Um. so what? what is a car that really changes all the time maybe or something really short lived as a, as, a, as a car I don't know really but does it have to be a car no it doesn't have to be a car no. What I mean sneak because they change a lot, don't they? I mean, yours don't. No, that's true. I'm a bit crap with shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't crap in them, but I would then have very funny feet. See, I, I'm linking it all back, Izzy. It's all linked. 
It is. So what do you reckon? The opposite of a Porsche. Come on. I think the opposite of a Porsche is a Lego dragon. Why do you think a Lego dragon? Because you can't ride them. That is true. They change a lot. Right. They fall to bits. Okay. And there's one over there that I was looking at. (laughs) I mean, it's as good enough a reason as any. So, Richard, the opposite of a Porsche is a Lego dragon. Therefore, this week we have worked out the opposite of Deep Space Nine is Cripps Causeway. The opposite of a rabbit is a donkey. And the opposite of a Porsche is a Lego dragon. You may plug your other podcasts. Okay, you can listen to your place or mine, Jamelia Jamil. She's like famous and everything. She's going to take Sean Keaveney and I to LA. So please look for that either on BBC Sounds or your podcast app of choice. You can also listen to Terrible Lizards. Um, I'm currently editing a new episode Oh, it's so exciting. It's all about pterosaur sternums. But before then, you can listen to Mementisaurus, uh, which is um, a long necky neck of goodness. And what else? British Museum Untold should be coming out later this month. And at some point, I think I'm on the forum on BBC Worldwide. That should be broadcast this month. So look out uh, for all the things that I'm doing. And of course, please buy my books. Uh, there is Blackbeard's Treasure. And if you know any little shorter people, six to sort of nine or six and above, because Simon likes them Uh, the Time Machine Next Door series is out so check them out in your local bookshop thank you and of course Blackbeard's Treasure Billy Swift's Eight Tight and The Unstoppable Letty Peg are all worth your time and good presents for people buy my book Proctology a bottom examination it is a total waste of time we will speak to you later because you know that is what we do bye hello (laughs) 